He said soccer good, fighting games bad. He agreed with me completely. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm listening to Mike. Yeah, see. Gross. <laughs> see, Sam understands how this works. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say something good and smart and insightful and Jim's gonna interrupt me to fart on my face. Put, and put his feet on your stuff. And time. That's uh thirteen years. A little slow on the uptake there, but he got there eventually. Are you are you are you ready? Funny Expensive Wanna Whatever happy hey everyone welcome back to the funny papers a show where three 30 something share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show doug i'm mike and with me are my friend sam i'm a flat earther and an anti-vaxxer and i vote <laughs> and jim nightmare on jumbo street 2 nightmare harder Today, we cover episode 36, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 36, part two's title is Doug's Nightmare on Jumbo Street. Hold on, one second. So what the fuck was the one before this? The last time they did this exact fucking episode? Doug's on his own. Doug's on his own. Okay, right. But that one was also, that one was set in his house. That one should have been Nightmare on Jumbo Street because that was... A Nightmare on Jumbo Street. Uh-huh. This one is Doug goes out and about and gets freaked out by something else. Dear reader, before we started recording, uh, I was trying to say to them, I was like, I'm pretty sure that Nightmare on Jumbo Street was explicitly said in that episode. And I had to go check it out again. And no, that one was the scary house on the prairie. <laughs> I'm starting to think that this Nickelodeon show is for babies. No, no, it's for smart adults who have to make uh, insightful commentary. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Occasionally forget these very obvious truths. Right. And that's why they had to sell it to Disney is because they were like, this is we, too this, grown up. They right. Get, they were they like to bring a, uh, a, a softer edge with the Disney program. <laughs> no, they needed to make sure that the uh, adult purveyors of entertainment Disney took over. Noted purveyors of entirely adult pieces of entertainment. Every goddamn superhero movie you've watched in the last. 10 years. Right. They were like, we need to put uh, Doug among its kin, such as the Winnie the Pooh show. And Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A crossover I've been waiting for my entire Thank life. Thank God. When is Winnie God, the Pooh? God, just imagining like, the next Avengers movie, just Doug gets a bit part. No fucking reason. I want Winnie they the could Pooh actually, They could actually recreate right now. They could do the um, Punisher goes to Riverdale, but with Doug. Yeah, that would if they do the if they do the gritty Doug reboot live action reboot, they could have the Punisher show up. That is true. They literally could. Yes, and they probably would. Happen so badly. (laughs) They would. It's going to be an awful fucking uh, special episode about school shootings too. Oh no, Skunky Beaumont's gonna get a little ticked off. Oh, boy. And that's why and we thankfully not- new student counselor Frank Castle is going to have a rap <laughs> oh with the teens. No, no. Iris Disney. That's why we've never seen Skunky Bowman and we'll never see him again ever. <laughs> Punisher oh, no. fucking domed him. <laughs> the Punisher was like Skunky brought weed to school yesterday. <laughs> 
So I executed him. <laughs> hey, who wants to get some shakes? <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, so let's let's get off of that horrible line of thought. I just wanted to talk about Winnie the Pooh. No. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about the Punisher. We both got what we wanted. I sure, always yeah. want to talk about the Punisher. Oh, we had an entire episode where we did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only ironic like half the time. Of course. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of awful shit, this episode begins. They're they're like reading a movie poster, Doug and Skeeter. Nothing can describe its horror. Nothing can stop its terror. The abnormal. So I know I haven't used this chestnut in a while, but this is the worst one yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the first solid contender we've had for that title in a hot second. Oh, it sure a while. is. But this one's really bad. Most of season three is at least like visually interesting, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, comp- mostly competently done in terms of just like basic plot and payoff. It, this one, I mean, in this one has a plot and payoff like they know where they're going the entire time right this one is focused the problem is the story it is focused on telling sucks ass but they redo they redo scenes in this one in an 11 minute (laughs) show they redo a scene and Uh then like i'm gonna spoil this right now like doug is scared of the movie and he covers his eyes and he eventually gets forced into watching the movie by pork chop and there's a zipper on the monster so he's not scaled anymore Uh uh-huh and so the message is face your fears yeah they go for it I mean, but it t- he goes to the movie theater like three times. This <laughs> yeah, it's and what's movies. really what's really fucked up about this is the abnormal is clearly based on the thing, and the thing has the like some of the best like special effects in any horror movie. Oh yeah, like, the what? thing is fucking terrifying. I haven't seen it. Obviously, I know. <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask. I just I just zoomed on. Yeah. By asking you don't want to watch the thing. Yeah, you will literally have the shit scared out of you. Yay! Oh boy, my favorite being scared and nervous. <laughs> oh like, boy, I'm I'm also a huge baby when it comes to horror movies. Was told I needed to watch the thing just because. Okay, no, there's all sorts of really cool cerebral shit about it on top of it being terrifying. Thing is, it's also fucking terrifying. It's one of the best movies of all time, I think. I have to agree, despite the fact that, ah, oh God, fuck that movie. I'm just gonna assume that every other line is, it's clobbering time. <laughs> Iris Disney. <laughs> if that was the only thing the thing was capable of saying during the course of that movie, that'd make it so much better. Does is Disney there... own both of those? Let me check right now. <laughs> is there is there dialogue in the movie, The Thing? <laughs> there Does... is extensive dialogue in it because actually, uh, we might as well just go on a brief tangent. Don't just tell me if because... he just tell me if he ever says it's clobbering time. They don't. Fuck. <laughs> but if you've ever seen an episode of a thing, well, a thing, well, a show or in a game or some shit like that, where there's a shape shifting monster of some kind, and everybody gets super paranoid about the shapeshifter, and be- that paranoia is almost as dangerous as the shapeshifter itself. That is all a reference to the movie The Thing. It's Among Us. It- that's that's yeah. a reference you'll get. It's Among Us. Oh, yeah, Among <laughs> Us is very much like 
if in Among Us, you know how there's the occasional thing where uh, the murder animation is you just unhinge your jaw and bite off the other dude's head? Yeah, and then yeah, in the like background, that. it says, it's clobbering time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Also, at one point, a dog erupts from its chest because it's freaking out. But, you know, things happen. It's dogger in time. <laughs> yes. Bark, 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 which means it's clobbering time, dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> uh, uh, just your, talk about that thing. <laughs> that's your review of the thing. <laughs> go watch the it's thing. It's dogger in time. Stop two turn dogs this, out of ten. Turn this podcast off. No, and don't. Go watch no, it. don't. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did talk about how uh, we should do a separate podcast where I just describe movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's clower in time. oh my god okay so that's what this episode's about is the thing sort of except bad uh but in this one it's called the abnormal and that's that's kind of a weird like specific phrase to be afraid of right to just be like things are different yeah it's very dog to be afraid of the abnormal Uh uh-huh like i think it's i think it's such like an appropriate phrase that they call it this the abnormal and they call it this this town worships the normal yes yep like like aggressively normal right like Uh (laughs) anything that's not normal is evil aggressively mediocre calling back to the first episode yeah classic Classic impetus for doing this podcast. Mediocrity (laughs) defended with an incredible tenacity and weird hatred. Right. And so that's what the movie's about. Well, uh, they they say, Skeeter says that when Skunky saw it, he got so scared that he didn't blink for three whole days. And he came in his pants. Oh, yeah. That's what you do when you're scared? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, (laughs) I merely maybe, poop myself, but your yours works too. Maybe that's why the Punisher uh, had to come to town. Right, that's why I like the Punisher so much. Because he just doesn't makes blink. me, you know, it just makes me jizz all over the place. And because he makes you not blink for three whole days. Same thing. Because you're so excited. Right. Oh yeah. I love coming that much. Cool. In the category of sudden distractions for this line of conversation. <laughs> then jumps in and says, "Boo." <laughs> He does, <laughs> and in in the uh, the same line of conversation, he Roger says. Oh, you don't get so scared, you wet your pants and run out crying for your moms. <laughs> what? You don't do that? At least I didn't say cream his pants. Right. Anytime you experience any stimulus thanks to any art, that is the correct reaction. Prove Indeed. me wrong. They Indeed. don't use the word cream in this episode. So oh, shit. Kud- kudos on them, I guess. <laughs> is that why it's a bad episode? Yeah, that's why it's the worst. Possibly. Yeah. That's why you got so bored because you were just waiting for that payoff. Right, I was waiting to get scared so I could get off, but it didn't oh, yeah. happen. This episode does do an awful lot of uh, like gesturing in the direction of long-time things that piss us off and then not following through. <laughs> uh, go on? What do you mean? Like As we're going to well, eventually go inside to watch the movie, and uh, we see Porkchop, who is chowing down on his pre-thing snacks, and while, okay, they're having the dog eat gummy bears, which is an improvement on the chocolate that I knew he was going to be eating. 
Yeah, everybody is eating uh, gummy bunnies, they, they says in the box. They're all eating it in like perfect sync. It's like very kind of distressing to look at that all of their hands reach in and grab the bun- gummy bunnies and throw them in their mouth. Also, it's popcorn. <laughs> yeah. It says gummy bunnies. <laughs> gummy bunny popcorn. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe yeah, maybe that's the brand name is gummy bunny popcorn. That feels like it should be some kind of weird fetish thing. <laughs> Well, only you have the power to make this happen. But let's discuss that at another time. I think we need to actually, we're going to have to workshop this later in our After Hours podcast. Yes, of course. You can make another promise to the fake Patreon. Um, So uh, I also like that. So it shows, it it clearly shows the girls, that being uh, Patty, BB, and uh, Connie paying to go into the movie. But Roger doesn't pay to go into the movie and neither do any of his goons. That's because he's a cool jock that steals movies. Right, but also, do we think Porkchop has to pay to go into these movies? I would say no. He has to pay dog rates. He oh, just yeah. Says bark, 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 and they say back, ah, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> we did determine the other day that uh, it is set that dog dollars are worth seven times as much, or no, human dollars are worth seven times as much as dog dollars. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, that means that it's very expensive to go to the movies or Porkchop. I mean, they're dog. all eating like a like a bags worth of candy in front of them are always spending like a hundred dollars here that's true i mean in the 90s it wasn't as much was it like i, I think remember it was eating. i remember it being crazy back then too okay it, it I, was just like four dollars for a hot dog when you know normally you would pay like 75 cents for a hot dog oh there you go okay fine it's the questions of scale <laughs> okay well also, Doug is like crazy cavalier about the movie. He's like, he's like lying to everyone and being like, nah, it's just a movie. It's not going to be scary. And then like gasps in horror as the door opens. Yeah, immediately pisses his pants. <laughs> yeah. Like a good boy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, yeah, Roger and his goons are like trying to scare everybody in the movie. They're making shadow puppets with their bodies in order to scare Connie. <laughs> got her yeah <laughs> we're, we're, the sh- we're the we're the shape of three boys on each other's shoulders <laughs> ah! <laughs> my spine is snapping funny <laughs> this is something abnormal <laughs> maybe connie's a misandrist <laughs> And she just yeah. is afraid of afraid of the concept of men. Of course. I mean, so if BB, there's three of them, it's, it's terrifying. BB does say that the scariest thing in this movie is Roger's face. <laughs> so Pretty good. Not going to lie. That's pre- pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Patty, Patty, like, suddenly realizes that Doug is sitting there. <laughs> like, so Doug is sitting behind her. It's very weird. Like, he's just, like, leering behind her like he always does. Oh, Paddle. <laughs> Yeah. So, like movies. We're suddenly doing Gollum, and I'm not sure why. Mayonnaise. This is just how I talk now. Oh, We're really going off on some weird tangents early here, Gollum. There's nothing in this fucking episode. This episode's a fucking barren wasteland of content. Uh-huh. Yep. So. So Patty asks Doug if he's scared, and he lies again, and it's just like, no, only a, a wimp would be scared of this shit. He says sh- with shaking hands. <laughs> he says with wet pants. S- yeah, spitting as he talks. 
<laughs> with his with his both thumbs all the way inside his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh it, the the movie opens, it finally begins. Uh and it opens on a like blown out wrecked building. And there is a cop and a scientist that are standing in the wreckage and the scientist is just like, "We don't know what it is." <laughs> and and the cop tells us, "It's a shapeshifter from the upper Thalmus galaxy." Here to abduct humans to exhibit their galactic zoos for little or no pay. Much of that shaped like a joke, but nothing actually funny. Generally, <laughs> you don't pay the animals in the zoo. That's, that's what why I was wondering. That's why it's funny, I guess. <laughs> when they say, well, okay, I was like thinking about this line for a long time, right? <laughs> like, when they say for little or no pay, do they mean to pay the humans or do they mean to pay admission to go to the zoo for I the was, other I aliens? Think, I would think it's humans. But I don't know, man. I just, I, I can't understand the line of logic behind this joke. The way to make it consistent and also slightly funny is to tie in the thing that happens next, because the scientist asks, well, how would you know that? Because, doctor, alarm the abnormal. Yeah. Okay, so th he's actually complaining about the fact that he, the space alien, is not being paid well. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when he says for little or no pay, he's just like, uh, my boss sucks. It's a living. Yeah. My boss sucks ass. I'm having to just abduct and eat all of you fucking people. You make it hard on me, and I'm only being paid like five quat lose a furlong for this. <laughs> yes. Oh, these giant shoes I wear aren't going to pay for themselves. <laughs> 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 Fucking gig economy work, am I right? <laughs> In the upper thalamus galaxy, cops have to pay lawsuits when they do bad shit. <laughs> and I've got too many. Ass. I got people have it right here. Also, incidentally, I'm able to keep on doing this with nobody catching me as a result. God. I do also like how he doesn't say I am the abnormal. He says I am abnormal. So he's just saying like I am strange, right? Like, I have a hobby that you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy gaming. Do you want to talk about my Dungeons and Dragons character? Yes. That actually would terrify me because the answer is always no. And, well, no, what if it's a cool character? He's just what a guy that no hangs out thing. in the Games Workshop store. That's, that's all the <laughs> yes. abnormal is. Yes. Didn't Freakazoid do many episodes on that? Yes. That's why Freakazoid is the best TV series. It's very good. Probably hasn't probably doesn't hold up. Hasn't held up. But if I watch it like right after a Doug episode, I'm gonna think it's like masterpiece cinema. I rewatched some of it. It's actually pretty good. There's a good. section where, right. uh, yeah, fucking like Tim Curry is in it, and he's awesome. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, uh, also wait, the upper thalamus galaxy. That's like a part of the brain, right, Jim? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's part of the brain, but like I think they mispronounce one. I don't think they do the proper word on it. Oh, and two, I can't make myself care. Oh damn! All right, well that, thanks. <laughs> That's been our correspondence with our field, our field operative Jim in the, in the brain yeah, no, department. Like, there's occasionally I'll go in deep if there's anything vaguely interesting about it, but from the upper thalamus, guess yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Who gives a shit? 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Back to you, Sam, at the desk. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the next scene, the, 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 the scientist is getting his blood pressure taken. And they're just like, oh, you got crazy blood pressure. It's actually abnormal. And the doctor is turns ah. into a... Yeah, the scientist turns into the abnormal again. And the nurse pulls on her hair for some reason. I must stress, I mean, they only do maybe 30 seconds of movie time, but it seems like 10 years. Yeah. I do like how, like, aggressively they open the movie, though, with just, like, explaining the plot. <laughs> like, I love just, like, I imagine if in, like, the first 10 seconds of a movie you were watching, they were just like, hey, here's what the bad guy's from and what he wants and what he's doing. I mean, I that's, like, All like, right. that's like every Disney Marvel movie. I guess that's true. It's, I mean, it's basically the Star Wars opening crawl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, look, here's the premise. <laughs> the dead speak. Yes. Reminder, the last, the last uh, Star Wars film featured a bit that you could only understand if you played the Fortnite tie-in. Really? Yes. Yep. Are you kidding me? I'm I, know, I didn't actually see serious it. Here. That's incredible. Did they have like a, a like a place on the movie that you could scan with your phone to download no. Fortnite? No. God, they should have. <laughs> Hire us, Disney. <laughs> Christ. Okay. If you want to understand good. the events of the Doug Avengers movie, you're going to have to play long since stop being updated game Payday Two. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to play the Doug GBA game. Don't play the Doug GBA game. It sucks so much ass. It'll be worth the payoff, I say. Hire us, Disney. <laughs> Catch it on uh, twitch.tv slash ghostwizards. Yeah. Oh, God. Once every two months, a good stream will occur. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's the same ratio that most other streamers have. It's just that he only streams once every two months. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell myself literally every day that I gotta stream more and then I don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the next scene is like a, a a spaceship that has crashed into a farmhouse, and a guy is like, I'm gonna go in the building and find the abnormal. And then he pets a cat and then gets crept up on by a monster. The dude in question looks very, very, very much like Doug's dad. <laughs> kind of. In that he also gets quickly distracted by something he cares about, like cats. <laughs> or kites. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, well, then everyone, literally everyone in the entire theater starts screaming, except for Porkchop, who's reading a book. <laughs> In the dark movie theater, the dog yes. is reading a book. He has dark vision. Whatever. Uh, well, everyone in the entire theater is just screaming, look behind you. Uh, and then Doug covers his eyes and doesn't watch it. And then it he turns out that he starts having nightmares about it that night, even though he didn't actually see what it was. Uh, and so... This cuts into what Doug's nightmare is from this. And it shows that Doug is riding bikes with Skeeters, and there's a bunch of, like, moaning and frowning trees in the background. Yeah, I think the premise of this episode is just another excuse for them to draw scary stuff, just like the Doug's on his own episode. 
I think yeah. that I mean that's the only like part of this this episode that was even vaguely interesting to me is like the stuff in the background of the nightmares, and it happens yeah. twice. They reuse this part too. Uh-huh. Yeah, the other re- thing about it, like it's a callback to like very dawn of animation shit. Like I don't know, like early Mickey Mouse Betty Boop shit, where every house is just sort of bouncing back and forth and has either a happy face or an angry face. Like, yeah. all of the trees have this weird ghostly look to them. You are having a glimpse into a world of actual whimsy for once. And the whimsy is terrifying and all that fun shit. But the animators are demonstrating, look, we we can do other shit than just animate Doug. Yeah. Could you let us do something that is just animate Doug? We'd really like to. <laughs> yeah. I do like the, the specifically the frowny faces that the trees are making. It's basically like the uh the emoji of doing a capital D in that colon. <laughs> which is which is the best emoji. <laughs> They're sad about living in the suburbs. <laughs> Indeed. They're just like nobody waters us. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs all piss on us. <laughs> yes. Oh, all these kids climbing us and break the branches. <laughs> That's, we should just have an episode where the trees complain to each other. <laughs> Be more exciting this this fucking episode. Another. Oh, I actually did see a good thing about that once. There okay. is, a, if you have uh, access to Rift Tracks, there is a awful Christmas special they did at one point called Wizzo the Clown, which Sam you absolutely must see to believe but it is introed by an awful French short of The Life of Christmas Trees Oh no. It is completely silent and there is a feature where one of the trees gets a boner looking at the housewife whose job it is to water it. <laughs> Great! <laughs> oh, it's no. just the worst goddamn thing. I love it so. I wrote it. That, that was me. perfect. I wrote it. <laughs> well, uh, while these trees watch, uh, Doug and Skeeter are riding their bikes down the street. Uh, and then Skeeter's bike grows arms out of the handlebars, grabs him, and throws him into the fucking Grand Canyon. <laughs> Mert. Yes. Owned. I think it's the same Grand Canyon that has happened to Bunch. That being the uh, Dino Loser Grand Canyon to the the sidewalk surfer Grand Canyon. They probably just reused the asset. Yeah. <laughs> and, and threw Skeeter and into handwritten it. animation. <laughs> There's a weird thing about this one where, despite the fact that it has more new animation than I think any episode this season, it also has the most asset reuse. Well, maybe they have a Grand Canyon guy on staff. It's <laughs> just like, I'm here to draw Grand Canyons. That's how jobs used to be in the 90s. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a copier guy. I just do copies. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny thing about office space is it's about the drudgery of office life and every... Every millennial in 2021 is like, please, God, just let me have that job. (laughs) Yeah. Also, there's a certain factor to it that the reason why it was such unremitting drudgery was because it was work you could get done in like an hour or two per day. And then you just spent the rest of the day bored out of your fucking skull trying to find anything to do. And they didn't have good Internet back then. Right. They didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have a million Internet uh, like the entire ecosystem of like takes and TV show recaps and shit. 
that exists <laughs> exclusively so white collar workers can have something that looks like they're working while they are not done working for the day. And great podcasts like the funny papers. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening to us at work, get back to work, you piece of shit. How dare you? If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. I won't tell anyone if you listen to the funny papers. <laughs> trying to figure out a way to work that into a rhyme, but all I've got is if you got time to podcast, you got time to eat ass, and that really doesn't apply to many jobs. It depends on what your job is, Jim. I <laughs> don't judge. Don't, don't get me fired from the ass-eating factory. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Work all day, and what do you get? <laughs> a mouth full of poopy and a little regret. <laughs> anyway. I've got food poisoning. For my job at the asking factory. <laughs> Turns out I ate a bad sandwich. Because it's too <laughs> good, folks. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> So, uh, Doug just, like, watches Skeeter get thrown into the Grand Canyon and then decides to run home and go into his garage, which turns into a mouth and then eats him. And he wakes oh, up yeah. screaming. This is, this, is, this is the good stuff. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Is this a symbol of anything? It's it's war, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Everybody go Google Vor on your phones. No, you know what I'm not, talking about. Especially those of you at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, no, don't. Everybody's working from home. It's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a trap because they can still track if you use a work computer. They still know what you're doing. You have to let your bosses know how cool you are by Googling that immediately. Right. And then following up with additional questions. Look, I'm an IT professional. I'm, I am here to tell you that it's completely fine to Google whatever you want at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've learned a lot on this show that it's not okay to trust Sam. With no. legal or otherwise advice. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me tell you about my opinion on vaccines now. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> They're good and necessary and help everyone. <laughs> okay. You must increase your autism to get higher levels. Succeed in this business. Anyway, so D Doug wakes <laughs> up screaming. <laughs> he wakes up screaming from this and then uh, goes over the next morning and he uh, talks to Mr. Dink. He talks to Mr. Dink, who is... Mr. Dink is on his roof. He is a two-story home, and he's on his roof, and he's dusting off his satellite dish. Uh, and Doug is just screaming to him from the ground floor about his terrible nightmares. Mr. Dink, I need a dad. <laughs> yes. My parents are at the hotel again. Could you parent me for a second? Yeah. I like I like the idea that Doug's dad can like hear him screaming at Mr. Dink for advice and it's just like, that's nice. He opens Boys. the window and he's just like, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> he's like, Doug, there's a reason I don't talk to you about this stuff. <laughs> about his nightmares and dink is like oh i used to have terrible nightmares all the time what were yours about oh they were what you whoa, 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 whoa. 
Hike! I fell from a branch when I was a kid, and after that, I couldn't stop dreaming about falling out of trees. Dogwoods, mainly. Uh, <laughs> uh, not even shaped like a joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. Did he just say that because it's like, oh, man, of course Dink would name the tree. That's a type like, of tree. It's a thing. You remember that one? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember trees? <laughs> yeah. You guys remember that sweet throwback to trees? <laughs> Dogwoods. It's a type of tree. <laughs> Yeah, Don't I can just you pick pigs it. like this? Bark, someone, bark, bark. Someone, someone in the live studio audience yells out, and maples! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone else is like, I love birches! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, he says that he, uh, he faced, well, the way he got over it, is that he fa- went and faced his fears by climbing that same tree, and then he fell out, hit his head, and hasn't had a dream since. I've got serious brain damage, Douglas. Oh, yuck. That's a solution to your problem. <laughs> Just, Just go run and- into a wall really fast. <laughs> yeah. Paint a picture of the abnormal on the wall and run into it. Here, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> And then Dink falls from the top of his house into a bush, breaking multiple bones, and Tippy's reaction is, maybe we should just get Cable. And Tippy is blue here. Yeah. (laughs) Why is Tippy blue? (laughs) Maybe it's because Dink is, like, seeing weird things through his eyes, because he falls down on his fucking back. Uh (laughs) But he's fine. I, I just... Like, it's the simplest. It's uh-huh. the color of the skin. I mean, we've had that happen before. Remember that time that Roger was white? <laughs> it's yeah. multiple scenes, too. It's like, yeah. the, the, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about this, and I'm just loving the idea that this would be the one thing that they ever kept going forward. Like, in subsequent episodes, Mr. Dink is in rehab as he's learning <laughs> to walk again. Yeah. Because like, the idea of, like, a minor through line in the background of Mr. Dink having had physical therapy because of the first time something has happened in this fucking town. <laughs> yeah. And, and from here on out, Tippy is now blue. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, because, and this is another moment, so before she does the, the cable line, this is another moment where Tippy looks genuinely concerned. This is, this is two episodes in a row where Tippy, like, had wide eyes and, like, her hands were over her, her mouth as she ran out to see what the problem was, but then was just like, meh, fuck it, he's, he's alive, god damn it. It's the same writer, right? So maybe oh, this, yeah. is, this is the divergent multiverse where Tippy cares. <laughs> And then quickly stops caring after right. she sees that Dink is okay. She's like, ah, oh, damn it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. Okay, so uh, after this, uh, Doug is like, all right, well, I guess I have to face my fears then. I have to go and see the movie by myself. Uh, and Doug isn't, he like goes into the theater and he's like watching the same scenes over again, right? Like the exact same scenes. And Doug isn't scared at all. He's just like, this is, this is, this is whatever. This isn't scary at all. And then he gets scared when he hears two literal babies behind him screaming. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 oh
And the all the, the babies are wearing like abnormal merch, right? <laughs> they're just like loving this shit, and I'm they're just, just like imagining <laughs> the tiny child walking around in hell yeah the thing merchandise. Yeah. I'm a fan of this mass of blood, organs, and dog skulls, and I vote. Doug's on the totem pole even lower than nerds because he's now a scared of nerds. <laughs> yes. just, all their shirts just say it's clobbering time. <laughs> that noted catchphrase of the thing. Have I beat this horse to death yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Hey, remember when is the thing going to have a solo movie? <laughs> yeah. This is my thing now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, after Doug hears the babies screaming behind him, he's like, oh, wait, I forgot I should be scared. Uh, Oh, yeah. Babies. Doug Doug gets peer pressured by babies into being scared of a movie. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be a baby. That's right. (laughs) Right. He immediately shits his pants. (laughs) You guys got a spare diaper? (laughs) (laughs) It's like this... An abnormal diaper. Porkchop, <laughs> dipe me up. It's branded. He's like doing the spare a square thing in a bathroom stall, but spare a diaper. <laughs> Jesus. Just sitting on the changing table, penis fully out. <laughs> Just sitting on two of the movie theater chairs that he's laid out so that he can lay on them. He's like, this is a big boy changing table. <laughs> Oh god. This is this is a man's changing table. I'm a man. I'm a man who goes to see movies. Oh man. Well <laughs> So he uh but then Doug covers his eyes again after he realizes he's supposed to be scared. Uh, and as he leaves the theater and feels bad about it, the babies are skipping out and they're like, hey, yeah, the sixth, that seventh time of seeing the movie was even better than the sixth time. God. Stop giving those kids money. Where are their parents? <laughs> Movies might be free in this universe. <laughs> yeah, they're collective good here. Then maybe that's why Skeeter was able to... Remember when Skeeter took Loretta to the movies, even though Skeeter doesn't have any money? He's probably just like, oh, yeah, it's free here. <laughs> well, it's free as long as you don't pay for a ticket. Right, yeah. That makes sense. It's, maybe Loretta, the reason why she needed her purse in that episode, she's like, oh, I forgot my purse. Maybe you just have to show, like, ID. <laughs> you have to prove that you're not, Doug. Right. That's the only one who gets charged. Right. Oh, man. Well, uh, Doug has another dream that night. Again. <laughs> uh-huh. Watched the movies one, twice so then, far, and then has had two scary dreams. <laughs> and this one, uh, he dreams of all the buildings in town having scary faces and tentacles. Then he, and he's, like, going to try and see the movie in his dream. He's trying to go again. Uh, can't. Gotta have that happen again. <laughs> and the movie the thing that gets him scared is that again like in the very first time when he went to see the movie the thing that scared him first was the doors opening and in this one (laughs) the doors open and he gets scared the truly Ah. moment like you can see what they're going for here 
and I will accept that, like, this is why I don't think this is the worst one, because they know the point they're hammering on here, and the point they're hammering on is, you are always more afraid of what you do not know than what you can see. Mm -hmm. Your imagination always produces something that's more terrifying than the reality. Rule of horror writing, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a reason why, like, H.P. Lovecraft was honestly technically kind of a shit writer, but because he acknowledged that, he could spend a lot of words talking about how I couldn't make heads or tails of this thing, but it scared the shit out of me. His writing ended up being evocative despite himself. Yeah, it's very funny looking at, like, his description of what eventually led to the uh, Dungeons & Dragons Kuatoa, where they're just, like, fish guys who never blink, and then you, like, think about that in reality, and you're like, oh, they look kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, like, that would not actually be terrifying so much as doofy looking. Kinda Reverse mermaids. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cutie little guys. What wasn't cute was what he named his cat. Yeah, don't Google Moving that. right the fuck <laughs> Moving on. The, uh, like the, there is an entertaining bit on the Fishmen from H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Do you know what the origin story of those is as far as H.P. Lovecraft's personal demons? Uh, he ate a tuna sandwich that gave him food poisoning. <laughs> he wanted to have sex with the fish. Oh, yeah, that one. Both of those are options, but no, actually. <laughs> the terror was the fact that Somebody in his family, like H.P. Lovecraft was psychopathically racist, even by the standards of the 1930s. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it, he was noteworthy for being, uh, you have to be really fucking racist for people in the 1930s to say, dude, tone it the fuck down. <laughs> and this guy heard at one point that it was possible his grandmother might have fucked a Welshman. Oh my god. And there is why the climax no of Shadow over, The Shadow over Innsmouth is the absolute horror felt by the protagonist on looking in the mirror and realizing, my god, I think I can see some of the signs. I might carry this taint within me. Oh I god. might be part Welsh. <laughs> Wowee, okay. Like, that is it. He writes this entire story about horrible eldritch machinations resulting in people sacrificing their humanity on the fact that maybe one time grandma boned down on somebody like perhaps i don't know any good welsh food because there's probably a gr yeah, grandma went out for mutton one time welsh's grape jelly oh my yes <laughs> the problem is that his grandma injected welsh's grape jelly directly into herself and hp lovecraft might have an uncle as a result so oh, no. is he like did he was he afraid of her just like boning the welsh person or reproducing with the welsh person it's even funnier it's even funnier if it's just boning um <laughs> the boning was certainly a major part of it because blah blah 1930s purity the race bullshit but the again the climax of the story is the terror felt by the protagonist at the thought my god now that i know i might have this taint within me i can see some of the signs in my mirror and H.P. Love, you have to imagine H.P. Lovecraft looking in the mirror and thinking, wait, do I have a Welshman's nose? Look, looking in the mirror and seeing a jar of peanut butter and bread behind him. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, wait, no. I know what to name my cat now. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to name my cat Peanut Butter. Yes, that's definitely what yes, he named his cat. Peanut Butter. Anyway, Welsh's Peanut on. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why Doug is afraid of the abnormal, because he's like, wait, I might be abnormal. <laughs> I'm normal. I'm normal. I'm completely normal. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, in this fantasy, so this fantasy starts to get wild, right? Uh, this is the fantasy where uh, all the, 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 we snap back into the Doug fantasy, all the, uh, the clouds are like barfing lightning at him. Uh, and there's this awful, the, the street light turns into this awful spider. That uh, one I actually was creeped out by. Yeah, because the spider says, You know the scariest thing about me, kid? You don't even know what I look like. I mean, you're a walking spider composed of electrical <laughs> wiring. You touching me results in my instant death. You're plenty scary as is, dude. Yeah, it's awful. The scariest thing about me is the national deficit. <laughs> Am I right, God. folks? The economy. Yes. Yeah, the scary. Follow me, me. Follow me for more comedy at twitch.tv slash ghostwizards. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we don't associate with that phrase. <laughs> but do do that follow thing, but don't uh, associate it with what Sam said. <laughs> uh, well, slash ghost wizards, unaffiliated with Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Doug runs home to his decrepit-ass house. It's like all the windows are broken, uh, and he bars the door. The door has a bar, by the way. Yes. And he starts yelling for his family, and he's freaked out that he can't find his family, which... Hmm. Why didn't isn't... they show up earlier in the episode? Eh, shut up. Yeah, wait, they must be at the hotel, he thinks. Uh, and he... he he runs up a million flights of stairs and has to jump across a crazy canyon that's in, in the upstairs uh, and then opens the door to his room and he finds Porkchop in there with thick-ass eyebrows flipping a coin and grinning at him. Very normal. <laughs> yeah, like... This, this is pork, the Porkchop I know and love. <laughs> yes. Like, this is... Suddenly we're going to the gangster movie side of this, which is... A decision. Yeah, because Porkchop then talks. Uh, he says in like in, in like a crazy voice, he says, You've got to be putting me on. It's you. You're the abnormal. Give the boy a prize. <gasps> Here's Porkchop. We're doing a The Shining thing all of a sudden. But is putting me on, is that from The Shining? I don't fucking know. I don't <laughs> think that's from... I don't it's think not. That. This okay. is why I hate I hate the references in this one, because they, like, they butcher them for no purpose. Yeah. Like, I, I even Googled, you've got to be putting me on, and I didn't really find anything. I don't think I it's like, in The Shining, and then, like, the reference to the thing is, uh, it's like that. The abnormal, but the thing, <laughs> and then the, the name of the episode—it's Nightmare on Jumbo. So it's like the Nightmare on Elm Street, but we don't do anything with it. It's yeah. like remember, like, yeah, there you go. You pigs like this? <laughs> yes. You know how the Nightmare on Elm Street—the big terror thing—was the guy who's capable of attacking you in your dreams. Well, that's what Porkchop's doing because he except pulls... for he's not because it immediately Doug wakes up and there's no problem. The whole deal with Nightmare on Elm Street was just you being scared is enough to kill you, which is a great meta thing to scare the shit out of kids. I guess. Well, before he wakes up, Porkchop has another awesome line where he just screams, "Look at me! Look at me!" Look at me! 
<laughs> in the fucking put the mask on voice. I've got every girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> oh my god. Look at me. Thank you. <laughs> Is that how you uh, wake up sweating and screaming? Yeah, it, it's a remarkable workout program. You should really try it sometime. <laughs> oh my god. Jim sleeps standing up in a coffin full of mirrors. <laughs> Looking at only himself. <laughs> and with this podcast just blasting in my ears at all times. <laughs> the ladies love it. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess there is sort of a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street here because I guess he they have to do a scary dween twice. Yeah, but I guess. It, I don't know. But nothing comes of it. I mean, he gets scared and Doug. Well, then he he wakes up and he wakes Porkchop up too. He's like laying on his uh, uh bed and he does say that he will never let himself sleep again. And he forces Porkchop to stay up playing cards with him all night. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they merged the abnormal on Freddy Krueger, the the cross up we've been waiting yeah. to see. <laughs> also, I love that he just combat. had a nightmare about Porkchop killing him, and his immediate reaction is, "Hey, Porkchop, <laughs> want to play cards?" Yeah, <laughs> come on, come here, my very smart dog, but don't talk at me. <laughs> I also like that, like, so he can convince Porkchop to play fucking cards with him, but Porkchop doesn't tell him that the movie's not scary until the very end. Like, maybe Porkchop uh, wasn't paying attention. Porkchop was reading a book, after all. But he was paying attention because he knows it's not scary at the end. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Dogs aren't scared of anything. That's true. That's, that is Except true. Except for Dogs fireworks. Are... <laughs> yeah. And vacuum cleaners. Vac- well, vacuum cleaners are terrifying. And cats. Yeah. And, uh, and when people clap too hard from the other room. It, it seems like there are many holes in my theory here. <laughs> And not getting enough belly rubs. <laughs> oh man! Well, well, we'll revisit this theory some point. Yes, quite. Yes, we'll ask every dog we meet if they're scared of anything, <laughs> and then ask them to play cards. Right, right, right. Oh man! Well, uh, then Doug goes to the mall the next day. And everyone at the mall is talking about how scary the monster is and asking if it was awesomely horrible or queasy nauseous scary. This is film criticism, folks. <laughs> That's kind of like our well, our criticism for stuff. Is. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it's Doug more really. awesomely horrible or queasy nauseous? <laughs> Which is Doug would you more epic gamer or epic <laughs> fail? Oh my god. Is Doug, is Doug more uh, bacon or coffee? <laughs> I think he's more beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, Fuck. Well, uh, and Connie is there. She, Doug is like, whoa, even Connie has an opinion? She's super scared of everything. Because Connie says she was expecting to see a big lobster. Even though they like, they see a silhouette through the whole movie, right? They like mm-hmm. know what the general anyway. They see yeah. its arms. It doesn't yeah. look like a like a lobster. Lobsters famously have claws. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Maybe she shut her eyes through the whole movie. Who knows? Oh, and uh, maybe the point here is to make you suspend so much disbelief that it just turns around and you believe everything. Maybe. <laughs> 
Not because even in this, Rogers like, oh, I think Doug must have run home during it, even though he was sitting directly right. behind him. They say and do things that directly contradict each other, and then it's never, it's never commented upon. And then Tippy is blue. <laughs> yeah, and this Mr. entire Jinx sequence is also it is them setting up sort of for the grand twist at the end. Dear reader, you will be shocked to hear none of these people actually saw it. They were all terrified. We are but, scared, but it's okay because sometimes it's okay to be scared. The they're all like the, you could probably do something kind of fun with this if you had the we're all lying to one another about having seen it. If you tip off people more that. Not they're all lying and they're just all kind of one-upping each other out of fear. But you also need it established that, like, you need some more planting than just, okay, they're saying dumb shit that doesn't make sense because everybody always says dumb shit that doesn't make sense. Even by baby logic, you know one of those people would have kept their eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody would have seen, even if only out of the corner of their fucking eye. Yeah. I mean, I think Skeeter might have because... In the scene where everybody talks about B, that they were too scared to actually watch it, Skeeter is not there. <laughs> Skeeter's, since Skeeter's the one well, who's Rogers talking. Well, there, so. What's that? Oh, shit, you're right, shit, true. Damn. I, that and it's a thing that's causing Doug anxiety, therefore oh, that explains why it's Roger. That explains it. Shit, you're right. Well, I also like that in this scene when Doug starts talking, he starts like talking about whether he thought it was, he says it's both uh, of those two descriptors that Skeeter offered him, and Patty disappears. You immediately. can't say it's both beer and coffee. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's too, I'm getting too amped up. I gotta go play some Fortnite. And she runs <laughs> off. Same. Yes. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, turn it off and go play some Fortnite. <laughs> gamers is fellow Man, gamers. Look, you've already made it almost an hour. You've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Fortnite. Neither have I. It's, it's supposedly all right, but most too of the old. Enter- but yeah. most of the entertainment value comes from the fact that you are playing against literal twelve year olds on their phones, <laughs> and so it's really easy to win. Hilarious. Until you run into those 12-year-olds who have achieved full power and become one with the machine, and then you know that you're being teabagged by a 12-year-old. Yes, and then it's even more hilarious. <laughs> yes. If you want to see more Fortnite, go to twitch.tv. <laughs> Thanks for plugging the channel, guys. It's called Zero Fortnite because that's how often he streams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god well uh so so uh doug is like well i gotta go see the movie again and he again finds- <laughs> we're doing <laughs> it again <laughs> and he finds that this is his last chance to see it because tomorrow the movie is being replaced by smash adams and the sting of the asp because vhs is don't exist in 1994 <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's no, what he v- says he explicitly calls out the next thing and says that otherwise i won't be able to see it until it was out on videotape oh i was i was already i already turned off the episode <laughs> by that point yeah no fair you chose well but also i do love the idea that this movie theater only shows one movie at a time 
I think it might because the door opened up immediately to the theater. I think it might only show one movie. Yeah, like that might have been how movie theaters worked back in the day, but by the 90s, that very much was not the case. Yeah. Well, uh, Doug is like, all right, I got to go see this. Uh, Otherwise, he would never get any sleep ever. And uh, he goes in with Porkchop and Porkchop is just like grinning at him the whole time. And Doug tries to like close his eyes again but Porkchop ties him to the fucking chair and pries his eyes open. A uh, Clockwork Orange reference, folks. Remember the thing? <laughs> the thing. Not really a horror movie, but uh, whatever. It's, it was too scary for me to watch. <laughs> and also, I just didn't watch it because I don't watch any movies. <laughs> well, uh, and finally, the monster comes in. The scene that Doug has been afraid of this whole time. The monster walks in. And it's like this red bulbous merman with purple veins all over it. That's it? That's the monster? Go look, you can see the zipper in the back. And this is one of the things that's why this episode sucks. Because (laughs) if it was a major departure from the way everything in Doug is already animated, like, imagine briefly that... The punchline to this was, yes, it is horrifying, and you're just subjecting yourself to all this for nothing. How would it be animated so it was you were supposed to believe it actually was scary? The entire yeah. Doug art style is about being all rounded and soft and nice. And on the rare occasion something is supposed to be intimidating, it's Roger's face, and it's intimidating because it is a face of cruelty. If you wanted to draw a terrifying monster in this... You wouldn't change anything. You just wouldn't draw the zipper. Yeah, I guess that's true because it looks kind of similar to the stuff in the dream, right? Yeah. Like the facial expressions are kind of similar. Like all the terrifying stuff in the dream. Like this thing would not have been out of place as what Doug imagined it to be. That's a really good point. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, huh. The other part, like this is tying back, however, to again, Jim Jenkins is not talking about things that happened in the 90s. He's talking about things that happened when he was a kid. And when he was a kid, special effects were a lot worse. (laughs) And, like, there's all the, like, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys got their start riffing on awful B-movies where all the horror attempts are just laughably bad. Like, I recall seeing one of these things where the evil monster, etc., it's just a sleeping bag that somebody threw some leaves on top of, and you're supposed to believe it's some sort of horrible alien. <laughs> the thing was made in 1981, so it was like 13 years before this mo- this this episode came out. <laughs> they figured out special effects. <laughs> yeah, they figured out how to scare the shit out of you with special effects. They don't have the lingering shot on it because they learned some shit about that, but also... If you provide just enough detail, your brain fills in the details with, oh god, why am I drawing those connections? Oh no, this is so much worse. Also, I mean, they've, like, they, the big thing that they were scared about in the the episode when they made a monster movie themselves was that the zipper would show in their costume. And so, if, like, a movie, a real movie still does that, it's like... I don't know, man. It just feels like weird that that is the thing that is called out here, too. This is absolutely somebody who last time he saw a horror movie was 
sometime in the mid 60s slash 70s i guess so well uh at this realization that the zipper is there doug starts laughing in the theater as pork chop jumps up and down and does his awful dog laugh (laughs) (laughs) oh though there is one other detail on this like uh but i'm kind of interested why patty didn't show up more in this one because in order to get around the weirdness of like because you couldn't do good horror effects. The solution to this problem for a very long time was to, on top of the, uh, like, okay, horrible monster, yada, 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 you made these things, like, a half step up from pornography. (laughs) Like, you always made sure you had a very attractive woman being attacked by the monster in terror Tripping, falling, losing important segments of her clothing, blah, 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 weird brutalization. Like, this goes all the way back to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, how do we make sure that everybody is fully keyed into terror? First, we gotta make them a little bit horny. I mean, I think this was just a more progressive movie because they're probably doing that, but it's a boy who's getting terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the next scene is is the man in the movie falling over in his the man pants falling fall over. And, oh no, my thong has been revealed. <laughs> I wish I hadn't worn a banana hammock today. <laughs> yeah. Doug's like, well, I gotta go see this movie again. It barely <laughs> contains my big cock. Eh? He's just like, I have to see it three times. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what the next scene was. <laughs> Poor Chop just drooling in the theater. Right, that's why Poor Chop was jumping up and down and cheating. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally, um, we get to the good part. Yes. Well, Doug accidentally Poor goes to an adult movie theater, just like this movie's <laughs> a lot different this time. <laughs> The same this costume way as you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see that next scene as it, it flashes out of this and goes back to Doug's dream. Uh, and in this dream, Doug is like doing Another this dream. weird... Yeah, but he's like he's doing this weird like backwards walk in this scene. He's like leaning way back and like back that ass up, Mister Funny. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and then the thing comes that the abnormal comes out, and he tells it that his its zipper is showing, and then he pulls it down, and it's three poodles on top of each other that are Uh. are in the costume. So Doug pulls down the zipper of the thing that's been terrifying him with its presence, and he's <laughs> unimpressed by the shaved thing that lies underneath. <laughs> what subtext, Precious? Yeah. <laughs> well, the next scene, the next scene is very weird because it just, it flashes out of this to just Doug in the park just laughing to himself as his <laughs> friends stare at him. <laughs> I didn't think anything about this was weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just Doug chuckling and chuckling as everybody, like, just fucking stares at him in, in the park. I was laughing about this dream I had six hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> and and will you see it again? I mean, it's hilarious. The zipper's showing. Ask Porkchop. He saw it, too. <laughs> And he's just telling everyone about the movie that they already saw, right? It's like... I, uh-huh. I, I, uh-huh. Well, they all covered their eyes, you see? That's what They're they were. They're all too scared. Even Roger, he pretended to cough so he could look at the floor. Uh-huh. 
And the crazy thing here is that everyone had the same experience as Doug, right? Everyone here was too afraid to watch it, but they just didn't freak out about it. They were just like, all right, well, I'll just move on with my life. Uh-huh. Right? Anyway. Right. He's like, that's normal. I was scared. I guess this plays into anxiety brain, right? Like, I felt this way for sure of, like, I get really anxious about things that normal people are just like, dude, whatever. Yeah, watching this became a compulsion for Doug. And yeah, the only um, solution was to have a man tie him or a dog tie him down <laughs> and force his eyes open. Yeah, like a normal person. Right. That's how you deal with everything. I mean, that's kind of how I have to deal with like making daily life decisions. It's sort of <laughs> like exposure therapy, I guess. It's yeah. how we can get him to start broadcasting at www.twitch.tv/ghostwizards. <laughs> yeah, someone tie me down and make me play Blood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I need a dog to do that. <laughs> oh I love the idea God. of you just walking into a pet store and saying, "Hi, I need a <laughs> pet to dom me." Yeah. Hey, do you have a pork chop style dog here? Do you have a no, dog no, 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 no? It's got to play cards. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a dog here that will uh, vaguely speak to me, play cards, and then tie me down so I can stream video games on a regular basis? Can it answer the phone for Sir, me? Sir, we're calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the dog needs to be able to call the police, too. It's got to be right, blue. Yeah. It's got to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, the, the store is already closed. Also <laughs> 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, that store hasn't been open for 30 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, <laughs> Doug says, he, he writes in his journal, and he says the moral here is saying that it's way less scary to face what you're afraid of instead of running away from it. And then they scream as Judy appears in the doorway, wearing a mud mask that just kind of looks like blackface. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! H.P. Lovecraft's cat subtext. Oh, God. The real abnormal is women. Am I right, fellas? Am I right? Is he right? Sound off in the comments if you think Sam's right. (laughs) Crickets. <laughs> no. Well, she tells Doug that he's got to. She's got to get her beauty rest, and then Doug and Porkchop laugh and laugh and say she's abnormal. <laughs> she's abnormal because she's not writing in her diary at like eleven p.m. Somehow loudly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> What a fucking stinker. (laughs) I can't hate it as much as shit like the fucking haircut episode because it had a moral that they stuck the landing on. Like, it wasn't an interesting moral. They didn't go anywhere cool with it. But they set out with a low goal and they achieved that low target. Counterpoint, Tippy was blue. (laughs) I'm gonna go to GameStop and color in all the tippies. (laughs) Counterpoint, Dink fractured his spine and will never walk again. That's normal. Okay, good. Tippy's not blue. That's in the lore. It says it on the Doug wiki that he has a fractured spine. Oh my god. I mean, I guess they did stick the moral at least. Face your fears, I guess. Is invalidated by Blue Tippy. Yes, that's the as are all things. 
All right. <laughs> Let's call this one here. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Time to go visit the adult movie store. <laughs> Bye. Bye.